want to mention here, again, this thing of legality. Uh, there's a number of, of terms, and you can have say, Troy, get them all with some of them. But this is the kind of legal things that can get the reason for why so forget someone's life is uh, they have been baptized. They've been baptized. And we have, uh, again, counterfeit that Satan has. Uh, in the church, we have baptism, and it's legitimate, and it's a real spiritual uh, function, despite the fact that we tend to say it's just a, a little ceremony. It actually has significance. And also being baptized into the, the, by Satan has significance. So you run across like one we had, where uh, they're put into a hole, and they're covered up, and they're left there as if they're dead, and then they're uncovered and brought up to life in the name of Satan. Baptism. And the person will not know it's baptism. You have to recognize the significance of that particular rite, because, again, that determines the way you're going to pray and giving them release. We have others where they were married to Satan, a bride of Satan. And you have, uh, in the Catholic Church, you see you have none, they, they become a, cry, a bride to Jesus. They actually wear a little wedding ring. And again, if they've been married to Satan, then one of the things we have to deal with is we have to give them a spiritual divorce at the occult level, for like a better word, in order to break that tie. And the legal reason is because they had no right to be for Satan to have done that in the first place. Especially if they're a child of God. They belong to Jesus. They've been bought with a price. See, that's the legalness of this. Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. I'm actually quoting scripture here. He came to destroy the works of the devil. So the legal reason we can ask God to give release is this, this is a child of God, does not belong in the camp of, of Satan, nor to be married to Satan. Mm -hmm. Then there's this dedication to be a servant of Satan, which is different. People, many, many people have dedicated their lives to serve Lucifer. And they often use the word Lucifer, not Satan. Because Lucifer means angel like. See, so therefore it must be, must be good. Nonsense, that is not true. So again, if they've made this decision to, to allow themselves to be a servant, then that servanthood needs to be taken back again. And again, it's a, it's a spiritual transaction, legal transaction between us and helping them to do this between God as a witness and the power of Jesus Christ in his, not so much his death as his resurrection. That's what, that's the thing that defeated Satan. Then we have this uh, special form of dedication. This has often happened where uh, it's a, a parents of a child dedicate the child to, uh, to Satan. Uh, we have a case in, uh, in California where the mother did this to the son. And, uh, and then later the mother died. And the members of the coven came to, came to the Christian agency that was involved in this girl's life. And they told the agency that uh, you may not mention Jesus or God in the funeral service. But if you do, we already have legal papers that we can take this up. This is California. This is today. So real power here. So again, she dedicated this child to Satan. Doesn't mean we can't take back that dedication. We can't. But it's not a light thing. Then we also have, again, gifts that have been passed on from father to son, grandfather to son, down through the generation that are, uh, that are of occult nature. Uh, second sight. This is an Irish thing. 
Uh, you have second sight. You have sometimes healing. A fellow in Virginia says that he was a seventh son and the seventh son, so he had a gift of healing. So people would come to him. And his question was, was where in the Bible does it say that this was so, you know? Just uh, seventh son and the seventh son has special healing. And, and that's an occult gift. Sorry. One questionable thing is when it's the gift to a, a fine oil or fine water, things like this. This is where it gets questionable. Is that an occult gift or is it a natural gift? Is it a gift from God? Because the prophets in some cases did things like this. And so the point that we have act and testing, as we said before, this, uh, for lack of a better word, anyway, we just come and we just ask God through the Holy Spirit, is this gift from you? God says no. Is this gift from Satan? God says no. Is this a natural gift? And God says yes. You know, it depends on what God says, <laughs> what you do with it. And if it's from him, then I pray that you'll give me wisdom in using the gift in a wise way under the control of the Holy Spirit. If it's of Satan, then I renounce this gift. Um, forgive me for having employed it in the first place. I want no part in it. I renounce it. Ask God through Jesus Christ to break the power of it. See, if it's a natural, same thing. No, we need wisdom in how to use it. So again, recognize you always have these three categories. Not that can just always have to be done. Then we have homage, and this is where uh, we've had cases where a child or an adult, a young, usually a teenager, has been put up like on a pedestal, and everybody else has bowed down to them and, and, and all, and sort of made them like God. And they received it like God. Herod died a horrible death because he received praise if he was God in the New Testament. And so that's a very grave sin, and the person needs to recognize that. So again, uh, I'm sorry, being worshipped, uh, the, the, I'm sorry, totally missed that. Being worshipped as, as God. The, the pain of homage is where you're giving a gift of some sort to in respect to an idol or a person. So, and it can be a very insignificant thing like flowers. Uh, or it can even be words, by the way. I, I recognize that you are the great one the blessed of God, you know, stuff like this, and that's as much homage as actually giving an item. And so uh, if that's happened again, uh, that's just pure out-and-out idolatry, and you confess it for what it is. And, and also in paying a, a homage, what you're also doing is you're putting yourself in a position below the other one, and you're it's just recognizing their lordship, whether you say so or not. And that lordship has got to be nullified that you no longer have that. Uh, it's sort of like in the old English uh, days. They would come and they would uh, put a knee before the king and say, basically, we belong to you. We're under, you know, we're not just under you. We belong to you. You own us. And uh, that's paying homage. Allegiance, in other words, you And if they do that, it has to be, again, handled. And the sin is adultery. Uh, adultery. <coughs> And also this thing of receiving a service. This is probably the most uh, prevalent thing in America, is this receive, or Latin America, is receiving a service from the King of Darkness. And the service can be a blessing. Uh, it can be healing. It can be that uh, power. It can be power over someone else to make them love you or to make them uh, hate somebody else or you know, any number of things. But the point is we strike up a bargain and we say, 
uh, Satan or the power of darkness or, or Lucifer or spirit of light or my guardian angel, if, if you will just make this happen to so-and-so, then I will give you this. And it might be a little sacrifice of a chicken or who knows what. The point is that the chicken is never, it's never enough. There's always more payment that Satan would have. Than, it doesn't make it even. When someone gets a service from Satan and pays Satan, the price is never enough. There's always more to that.